Welcome back to Tonight Movie. I'm Sarah, as always, joined with my dearly beloved older brother, Mr. Benjamin Turner. And today we are talking about the German war film, which is exceptionally long, uh, Das Boot, made in 1981, directed by Mr. Wolfgang Peterson. Ben, the plot, please. It is an adaption of Lothar, Lothar Gunther Buchheim's novel. Uh, the film is set in World War II and follows the German submarine U-96, the crew and their patrol during the Battle of the Atlantic. And really, that's all that happens. But that, it's amazing. <laughs> it's a fairly simple yeah. plot in the grand scheme of things because it, it is based on a novel by Buchheim? Buchheim? Yeah. We're, gonna put your, we're not German. Buchheim. Buchheim. We had it. What we had an Austrian German neighbor for a couple years. Yeah, and, they, and, and he moved away a couple years ago. He's a great man. I hope he's doing well. Um, anywho, a fairly simple plot, but there is like six plus hours of footage, and we watched the director's cut, which is only three and a half hours, and I think in total this movie could possibly be six hours. And when Ben told me about this film that like that he wanted to do it, and I'm like, okay foreign movie that's that's a typical ben thing (laughs) ben Ben likes his foreign movies and honestly they're pretty i think i've liked almost everyone that we have watched so far um either for this podcast or just in general and i did not think of like how are they gonna fit three and a half hours of war of a war movie and just everything in Mm -hmm. that and it goes by quick at least for me it went by really quick it did go by quick and i guess what i mean by that is like how do you have that much footage? To which I was... Yeah. <laughs> they proved us right of how much footage there is. There might be some spoilers in here, possibly, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, I could tell you the entire plot. Like, I knew almost all the spoilers going in, and I still had a great time watching it. I did, and I feel like I finished watching it last night. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, and it started, what, between 6 and 6.30, got done around 10-ish. And I walk upstairs and I look up and I'm like, okay, I've got to watch about two or three episodes of Gilmore Girls after this <laughs> to calm down. And just because a lot happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I really, it didn't really hit me. It's until, a very suspenseful movie too. It it's really a, is. A and lot of thrills. Yeah, we're going to get a lot into it. So the first thing's for us to just fully break this down before we get into my multitude of questions for you and mm-hmm. everything is A, the script. I very much like the script mm-hmm. because... No one really spoke out of turn in the sense of there just wasn't any like random talking. Or it talking was so clean. Thing. It was that's the like and there and there clean. were parts they could definitely have cut out, but it it the parts that they would have cut out wouldn't have been like they had still added the experience. Oh, one thousand yeah. percent. And I, like, you can tell where there's like four different version of the movie from yeah. like four hours to six oh, hours. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> or they, sorry, two hours to six hours. Yeah, and there there have been like two or three like mini series. Yeah, of it. It there's a lot of, yeah. and I think in. A little side note, I think in 2018 I read that I think they had released the original version, mm-hmm. the director's cut, mm-hmm. the miniseries that was released in the UK, which is like six episodes at 40 minutes each or mm-hmm. something like that, and then like two or three others plus trailers on top of it, which is 30 mm-hmm. plus hours of footage. Yeah. So if you love this movie, you could probably find it on Amazon. Don't know how much this it is. This is the <laughs> highest budget uh, West German film ever. Wait, really? Uh, yeah, uh, I think, or at least at the time, and I mean, West Germany was only along for ten more years after this. Um, and then, oh yeah, because this was West German film. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, and then uh, aside from that, Sarah, there was also Holy uh, yeah, thirty. This Rudy, thirty-two Rudy, million. Yeah, <laughs> in nineteen eighty-one. Nineteen eighty. Holy. Yeah, they made a. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you can tell like the production value on this movie is absolutely insane. Oh, one thousand percent. And I want to go back to the script real quick. Yeah, sorry, then, I, I can talk about production. this movie. I can talk about this movie in a lot of ways. Oh, it's great, <laughs> but I do want to get into the production because there is. I found a story, um, just in regards to some of the production that was really funny to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, but I have two lines from the script that really stuck out. Mm-hmm. And it was in the beginning to where, first of all, you have like 50 plus men on a U-boat. Mm-hmm. And that's a cramped U-boat. And they give you a tour of the U-boat in the beginning. And it's like, how in the world are it's you going to It's very put- realistic, yeah. It is very realistic. I'm like, and this is where my claustrophobia comes in. It's just, this is why I can't, I would never be able to do that. I do not like small and confined spaces. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a five foot two, 120 pound girl. I can't do that. <laughs> After being stuck in like the very backseat of cars for like a lot of my life, I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. I like finding a way to escape. And this mm-hmm. is like my worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. But when they first got attacked, the U-boat first got attacked, the captain, he looked at all the men and said, now it, now it all turns psychological, gentlemen. And, and I think what he meant by that, it, personally, I might be reading too much into it, is physicality and controlling uh, physicality wise like you guys are fit and everything mm-hmm. you can do this out here thing you know your jobs you got to be psychologically into this or else you're gonna break which is proven later on a little bit mm-hmm. with one of the characters and then at one point you do um he tells i think the lieutenant mm-hmm. which by the way the, there's a lieutenant um and he's a naval correspondent for germany and he is assigned to go into this u-boat take photos and report back to what he sees which is what the author of the original novel he did. So, yeah. So he this book. Bo- oh yeah. So yeah. this is kind of the, the book he did is based off his experience, but with kind of a fictional twist, with a mm-hmm. fictional twist to it. And what the captain says, the lieutenant is here in the middle of the sea. There's always another story. So in the terms mm-hmm. of, there's always going to be something else, and it just never one singular thing. But those two lines really stuck out to me, because he's very much right in those ways. Mm-hmm. So that that was my whole spiel in the script. And as you would say, it's low fat, it's clean, mm-hmm. and straightforward to the point. And much of the, much of the suspensefulness doesn't come from the from the actual right. speaking. It right. comes from the silence. Yeah, which I, yeah. Which I want to get stuff. into mm-hmm. <laughs> real quick. Which le- which kind of is kinda, maybe leads into I would say leads into cinematography, but not not really. Right. But one question that I have for you is, you have. It goes from very loud to very quiet in a matter of like minutes, possibly seconds. Mm-hmm. And so my thing is, you have the loud chaos with all the explosions and everything of that, and then the quiet chaos. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. which do you think had, like caused more destruction and more suspense? Oh, definitely the quiet part, because like you you can like when everything's nice and loud. Um, and I'm thinking we're thinking of a couple scenes in particular that we'll get yeah. to later. Uh, There's a lot. It's like you you can feel the confidence of the crew. But when it's silent, like you can, you can feel they're scared, and you're like, uh, maybe that maybe boat's gonna sink. <laughs> well, because when you think about it, it's a giant waiting game. Yeah, exactly. Because they could set off as many torpedoes as they can, mm-hmm. and di- and dive into the water. Right. But once they dive into that water, it's just like they're waiting. And the I think it was the, nav- the navigator, um, was it? Is that the guy who handles the radio and the sound waves? Is that the guy I'm thinking of, or am I thinking of someone else? I I, I, got, I was getting everyone confused. Yeah, it happens. Um, um, 
I, I don't. There's the, there's the navigator, there are, and then there's the there's the radio man. He, radio he man. Okay, I officer. couldn't. They looked the same to me, so for, I thought no. they were one and the same. <laughs> to be honest, um, the radio man. But he's really it. He's really the only one who can tell people what's going on, and he's trying right. very hard not to lose it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like sweating. And it's like dripping onto the deck. Ugh. Oh, but everyone is sweating. At one point, I couldn't tell if it was water or sweat. Right. <laughs> because some people were up above before they, mm-hmm. um, before they would go dive in, mm-hmm. and the water would get in. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot, and we're trying to break this down cohesively, and it's yeah. not happening <laughs> <laughs> at all. But I will say, in regards to cinematography, though, all of the exterior shots in the ocean. Were beautifully done oh yeah oh yeah beautifully and i think it fully captured the chaos Mm -hmm. of everything that was happening Mm because for the most part they're in the middle of a storm right and and you can you feel like when you're in the boat you feel like you're in a boat a lot of that's camera tricks but and Mm. obviously set design oh yeah um and a lot of it's also especially the tracking shots when they're running from end to end on the boat yeah that that was was so good that was my favorite (laughs) legitimately i actually thought they built a u-boat just to make this movie. I mean, they didn't, obviously, because oh, no. you can't do... That's not the kind of gorilla, you know, uh, <laughs> cinematography you can do, but... No. Yeah. Beautifully done. Just in, in regards to the... You mentioned the set mock-up, which leads into one of my favorite stories mm-hmm. <laughs> of this thing. So, this is taken from Wikipedia. So, quoting from Wikipedia. Um, so, the outdoor mock-up was basically a shell propelled with a small engine and stationed in La Rochelle, France, and has a history of its own. One morning, the production crew walked out to where they kept it afloat and found it missing. Someone had forgotten to inform the crew that an American filmmaker had rented the mock-up for his own film shooting in the area. The filmmaker was Steven Spielberg, and the film he was shooting was Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that scene. Yeah, yeah. It oh, that's me, interesting. Yeah, it took yeah. me a bit of like, what, like, what would Steven Spielberg... Oh, that's what he needs yeah. it for. <laughs> so I found that. I just started laughing because I'm like, huh. Just for casually forgot to inform yeah, the yeah, yeah. a giant outdoor mock-up of a shell. I have to watch Raiders small. again to see. To look at, I know I know what this scene they're talking about, yeah, too. I think it's still on Netflix, possibly. Well, maybe we own it anyway, yeah, I think. True. Uh, we, I hope so. If not, we, we do, should. We do own it. We don't own the fourth one because I refuse to admit the fourth one exists. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, that was just my little side story that I wanted to add in for funsies. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> so... Uh. We mentioned that, like, with the outside shots and with the mm-hmm. interior shots. And I think you mentioned the whole chaos of inside. Mm-hmm. And I and I think we can both agree that fully captured the entire... I, get, I'm, I keep saying chaos a lot. Take a shot every time I say chaos. In this <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to figure out a way to put it. I mean... I think the... I think I just, I love the inside of it. Right. The crampedness and Mm -hmm. the distress. Mm -hmm. And then the contrast of. The movie makes you want to embrace the fear. Oh, in a way, yeah. Mm -hmm. In a way. But also, when you see at the beginning, everyone is all cheery and smiley. Mm -hmm. Except for the captain. The captain, he's Because the captain's a veteran. He's been on on these trips before. Yeah, I think probably exception with the captain. One of um, the ch- um, the chief engineer and probably the the radio man, like the yeah. people, like the people who are seasoned, right? Not done it before. Yeah, they're just like, no, this is not like we. It's like 
you're going to be all happy and cheerful, but at the end you're going to be, you want to get off this boat. You want to mm-hmm. go back home. And you can evidently see that, especially inside, mm-hmm. to where everyone, they're kind of like like making their own home and everything like that. And they're like really pumped up and like, woohoo, like we're going out. We want to see some action. But then as time goes on, they're like, this is not fun. Like, right. this is not as enjoyable mm-hmm. as we thought. And so I had another I had another thing and I can't remember where I put it because I'm when I watch these movies, I just scroll down like random notes mm-hmm. that I don't remember what they're <laughs> for. Oh. Go- going into the scenes like what I will say, <laughs> well, one of dad's favorite scenes is it his I don't know if I consider his favorite scene, but like when they all up ahead. Like, oh, when they're chasing, chasing, yeah, and like you have the, the like oh, some like the electric eighties uh, music German like <laughs> metal going <laughs> on in the background, and they're like skipping across the surface of the water, like it's all it's so cool. That is a very accurate representation of like, yeah, they, yeah. But the thing is, they didn't do that like once. They did like a three, maybe and it was four awesome times. every single time. My favorite one was uh, they're in the middle of a thunderstorm, and it's just the captain <laughs> on the top of the boat, and he's like screaming at another ship. Um, it's another German U-boat, by the way. Yeah, it's another German U-boat, and he you knows the captain. I think the captain's name is Philip or something. Yeah, Philip and he's Thompson. like, "Are you Philip? You crazy be And he's just like, and in German, obviously, and he's like. Screaming at it, holding on for dear life as his boat's just like going across the water. It is like it is such a testosterone-filled scene. I love it. What's like <laughs> he's like I he's think... going balls out the entire time. <laughs> What's funny is that I watched this alone. By the way, last night, um, like dad, our dad, he would walk in every once in a while. He walked mm-hmm. in at all the scenes to where it was a very German scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I think Ben knew what scene I was on. Because I, I walk into the room, I'm like, yeah, let's do we this. Walk in, ben walks into the room, I'm like an hour and a half in this movie, and it's to where like the shouting of the ship. And Ben looks at me and he says, he's just like, so how do you like this movie so far? I'm like, I just kind of sit there like I don't know right. how to answer that. And Ben's just like, this is definitely a testosterone filled movie. Yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and he's like, and it's great in every way, shape, yeah. or form. Which is why it's kind of surprising you don't want to watch it last night, but then you watch it what like two, three months ago. Yeah. This is definitely a film that, if I were to watch it again, I'm taking, I would take it in doses and not watch it all the way through. Right. Like the full three and a half hours because it was just a lot. Uh, but going off of personal favorite scenes, <laughs> I, got, I got a couple, but it was all had to do with the last 40 minutes because I, it was just the first, what, three hours of it was I don't it wasn't boring by any means but I just kept waiting for like something to happen like where is this climax mm-hmm. because there are a lot of points to where like oh there's the climax here because they got hit and they're gonna drown oh no they got out from under it yada 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 it's a lot of self-contained stories yeah <laughs> yeah and like genuinely except mm-hmm. for like the first 30 minutes and last 30 minutes you can like edit the middle part any way you want oh 1000 percent. yeah it would be completely fine yeah you can you can literally re- probably no, reverse all of it and, and it would still there be the would same be story. no difference because there's not there's not really like i guess like one set cohesive story mm-hmm. it uh, like and you're just following there's like a bunch of like little things here and there like at one point they they're all getting checked for crabs mm-hmm. um <laughs> which was which was a thing and then at another point they're all 
kind of exchanging photos. And then at another point, they're all getting hit with torpedoes and worried if they're going to die. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it, it was just the last 40 minutes. I can, it, that was when the intensity really hit me. Mm-hmm. Because that was at that point, you're like, oh crap. They're fully sunk underwater. They're, I think they're like 280 meters mm-hmm. deep. <clears throat> like, they're, su- they have little oxygen. Their sub's like, I'm gonna, they thought, all of them thought they were gonna die. Even the captain, who has been very optimistic this entire time, um, for his men, he even tells the lieutenant, he's like, it's not like we're gonna die here. And, like, this is how it's gonna be until a miracle happened. Mm-hmm. Everything was good. And I remember at one point, when they hit the 280 meters, the captain, all he does is smiles. And he's just like, God, I love this boat. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you're about, to, like, you're 280 meters deep. Your sub is just toast right now. And that's the only thing you can say is, man, I love this boat. <laughs> <laughs> but the last 40 minutes, just the intensity. And also, I remember, I think it was at that point, you had the lieutenant. He goes to the bathroom. And he just takes a deep breath. And then he just screams. Yeah. <laughs> because he's like, I don't know what to do right now. Mm-hmm. And just straight up screaming. Because the lieutenant doesn't really have a job. Mm-hmm. His job is just to see. Observe. He's, he's, yeah. he's observing and reporting. And granted, though, when he asked people, hey, what do you need my help with? Like, they give him stuff to do. So it's not like he doesn't want to help. Right. It's just it's not really his job. And he's very keen mm-hmm. on doing it. So we kind of talked briefly in the, like, in the middle you can take some things out. Mm-hmm. Like, is there any, would you want to take anything out? No, not at all. I want to see a six hour version. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that, I think, didn't you find the six hour version at one point? No, I don't think so. Maybe it's, it's somewhere in the, somewhere out there. It's probably like 40, 50 bucks. Yeah, I, I know I'm going to get you for your, your birthday, which is in like 10 months now, 11 <laughs> months. <laughs> I will get you the 30 plus hour version <laughs> that is on probably Amazon. It might be like $50. Yeah. But that, okay. I will get that to you for your birthday. Okay. Do you have... Okay, I got a couple questions on one thing. Do you remember when there was a boat that was sinking? There was a boat that was sinking, and I know you're looking at me weirdly. They were... the They had you the U-96, and they had just got done, I think, with almost getting sunk for like the third time and still surviving. Mm-hmm. And then the captain and his crew or some of the crew members go up and there's kind of, there is a ship sinking. Do you, I know you know which one I'm talking about. It's a ship sinking and he, t- and he asked them, he's just like, is no one going to rescue them? Oh yeah. That, that one. one, that one, <laughs> there we go. First of all, was that a German boat that was sinking? No, it was an American boat that was sinking. It was an American boat. Okay. Then it, then that also leads to my question to where he actually showed kind of concern. Yeah, it was it was kind of commentary on you know, the law of the sea, quote unquote. Like, like he, no one's saving them. Yeah, like no one's saving them and they're just going to end up drowning. Because like in the scene, they're talking about like, oh, one of the stories is going to get them or something. And they're like, well, there's no one else around to help them. Yeah. And they, were, and they just had to kind of condemn with the fact that they just killed like Instead of just sinking a ship and they killing a few men. people, they killed pretty much everybody. And then that okay, so would that explain why one of the crew mem- one of the crew members started crying? Yeah, exactly. Because it's towards, and I think that, I think at that point, no, now knowing that, I feel like it shows the fact that, I guess, in a sense of humanity, 
but more of the fact that they it's like oh this is not just us versus them like all of us are there's a good chance all of us are gonna die today um or at least at some point during this entire process because it is a terrifying thing war is not meant in war is not a happy-go-lucky thing and i think with this film it kind of encaptured that mm-hmm. of the un- of like anything could happen you can really die at any second and again it I love the contrast, though, between the beginning and the end. Everyone is so happy and cheerful, and at the end, they're like, no, we want to go. Like, we're done. Which is why a lot of them... Because they were also supposed to make a pit stop in La Rochelle for Christmas mm-hmm. and then didn't. Mm-hmm. Was was that because the lieutenant and one of the... And the chief engineer, they were supposed to, like... They were supposed to, like, um, get off and go back to Germany at one point? Mm-hmm. Was, like, why... So why did... Was that why they didn't stop in La Rochelle and they stopped at the wharf? Or new at a new wharf or whatever? Oh, no, they just got different orders. They oh, they just got... Okay, so it was just... Yeah. A, okay, so it was just an... Okay, so it was just an order that they had gotten. And... So that's what I got on, like, the most of the scenes. Kind of want to dive into characters for a second. Do it. I will say, I like the captain a lot. Mm-hmm. I would say, though, the true MVP was the chief engineer. Yeah, he was a fun dude. <laughs> yeah, the chief engineer. I'm sorry, it goes back to the last 30 minutes, 30, mm-hmm. 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, he pulled through mm-hmm. <laughs> because it, very suspenseful. And the chief is just like, you know, we're going to try to get this through. Even he's kind of not optimistic. They all He's like, we're going to die. Like, And because this was supposed to, because when the boat sunk, he was um, tasked to, try to fix everything that he could and that was supposed to six, six six to eight hours 15 hours the captain's like we're gonna die and then the chief engineer comes in he's just like we got it done and then the captain looks at him he's just like go take a rest now mm-hmm. and they still somehow got up did you have a character that stood out to you i love them all even like the even like the annoying uh there's like one like true believer in like Nazism on the crew, oh. and I loved him because oh, yeah. he, he even you just loved to hate him, um, and he was such a creepy dude, and I it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find the fact that he was creepy; it's more of like he was just incredibly miserable, and I'm like, dude, like he had something up his butt. Yeah, and he had to stick up his butt. <laughs> he like mm-hmm. yanked that out. Yeah, I honestly they were all great. Like the lieutenant was good. Like our main character was probably the worst, and he was still really great. Would you consider him the main character? Would you consider any of I mean, one he's a main to be, character? I guess because like he's supposed to be the author and the one who's like giving us uh I mean, he's the, well, yeah. Uh, without spoiling the you? ending, um, I'd say in in the wake of the ending, he is the main character simply because, yeah, of things that happen. Yeah, yeah. I will say I did. I will say I did not expect the ending. Yeah, that took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, oh, everything's done. We're all good. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One last thing happens. Yeah. So, but I still maintain the fact there's no really a main character. Right. It may have, like, just been Lieutenant Warner. Warner? Is that his name? Yeah. I think that's his name. Lieutenant Warner is, like, I guess, point of view. Mm-hmm. But there's no specific main character because no, you don't really know the names of any of them except for Lieutenant Warner and then... They mention the names, but you don't really remember them because there's a lot. And he just remembered to them of, oh, this is the chief engineer. Oh, this is the co- or this is radio man, navigator, captain. You you know them by their rank, mm-hmm. or by oh, this is a crew member. The only character that I really ever could remember the name of was Johan, 
mm-hmm. when he had his mental break, mm-hmm. which is kind of something I want to get into for a second. Right. I'm talking a lot about this part. Um, you don't really see any character break except for Johan. And then he had mentioned this was his ninth patrol. Mm-hmm. And so he's been here and there. Yeah, um, he's been doing it for a while. A while. Yeah. And he hasn't broke, but at one point he just breaks. And it's one of my favorite scenes mm-hmm. when he breaks. Right. But at the same time, it's one of the saddest. Yeah, it's heartbreaking, yeah. Because he was like, I, he's just like, I want to die. He was about to, like, they're underwater. Johan is, like, about to, like, climb up so he can drown himself. Because he's like, I want to be done. I want to be out of here. Mm-hmm. He, and this the idea that he would much rather die than finish out the mission is just, it's, it's beautifully heartbreaking. I didn't mm-hmm. think I would ever, those words would ever come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And just to see how they would break. I was very surprised, though, that more characters did not really break. Yeah. Like, they kind of did, but not really. Mm-hmm. And, like, we mentioned the first watch officer. He annoyed me. <laughs> he still annoys me to the end. And I don't know what it was about him, because, like, not not really anything I think he, he was said. meant to. Because, like, he was, like, like he's the he's the purpose of, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Even in a German movie, they don't they wanted to make fun of the Nazi guy. <laughs> oh yeah, exceptionally. And isn't wasn't the captain like kind of anti-Nazi? Yeah, which is very interesting because he's like a thirty-year-old veteran of this, yeah. and he's just but he's also tasked to tasked mm-hmm. to lead a U-boat and to take down the Allied ships. Mm-hmm. So if you think so then question, because he could I feel like he could have retired at any point. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he would have if he had the option? I don't know. I think he. I think he likes the thrill of it too much. That makes sense. He talks about how much he hates it, but he also loves it. Like he can't imagine life without it. He loves the sea, but hates the reason why he does it. Yeah. Is that what that, I can get behind that. That makes a lot of sense. So then, question for you: How in the world did you find this movie? Oh, I, I was probably down internet rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> you got through multiple of those. Yeah. I've been recommended. I was recommended it like. Six, seven years ago, and I just never watched it. And then a couple months ago, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll take a look at it. By who? Oh, gosh. Uh, can't remember. Was it our history professor? No, it was somebody. I can't remember. I was in high school. Honestly, this would be uh, this would be a movie to where the history professor, our history professor, we've talked about him a couple times. Yeah. Um, he was the one, I think, who mentioned Stalker. Mm-hmm. So I thought this was one that he would mention, because this seems mm. like a one that he would want you guys to watch. Mm. <laughs> and anything else? No, I think we're good. Okay. So thank you for joining us on DOS Boot. It is definitely an experience, and we, despite the fact that we talked a lot about it mm-hmm. and rambled on in a lot of different ways, there's still a lot in there that, A, we probably missed. Mm-hmm. B, still highly recommend, and I will say, after, you know, recovering from last night, <laughs> I do fully enjoy the movie. And I understand why you and also dad really like it. I think even my mom watched it at one point. Mm-hmm. I think it was like she said in, what, in college. Yeah. So, which is, she also says she's never going to watch again. That and Braveheart. <laughs> that's, a, that's a story for another day. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us on DOS Boot. 10 out of 10 would recommend German U-Boat. Try, where'd you find this? I think it was on Apple Music. Or not I, iTunes. Yeah, just iTunes. What was that, $5? iTunes. It's, you probably also, yeah, you can also get it on Amazon. Uh, Amazon probably, yeah. Downtown recommend. Thank you all. Have a great day.